Hey, I'm Scotty Pye, driver of car number 20 for DeWalt Racing, and you are listening to The Podium. This is The Podium, where we celebrate the best from the world of motorsport, and our next guest drives the number 20 DeWalt Commodore in the Supercars Championship for Team 18. It is, of course, Scotty Pye. Scott, thanks so much for joining us on The Podium. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to have you on the, on the show again, Scotty. It's been a while. I think I was checking in the notes and it was August 2020. So quite a lot has transpired in the motorsport world and everything, of course, relating to the pandemic. Before we talk about the on-track action, it's been a very busy few weeks for yourself, you know, having to move up to Sydney because of all the border restrictions. You're back in Melbourne now, though. Yeah, mate, it's good to be home. But uh, like you said, I mean, plenty's changed since we last spoke um, in, in motorsport and in the outside world. But yeah, spent plenty of time on the road in the last last year, that's for sure. So back home now for a short week before we go uh, to Bathurst and finish the championship up there, which I'm pretty excited about. Just, uh, I mean, to, to bookend the championship with the 1,000 is, is a pretty special thing to, to, to be able to do. Most definitely. What was it like starting the championship year at Bathurst this year? Pretty cool. I mean, like I said, the finish it there is one thing, but I mean, kicking the year off there is is very cool. It's a, I mean, it's bittersweet for me. I'm South Australian boy, born and bred, so the Adelaide 500 always holds a close place in my heart. But um, you know, if we can't start the championship there, then there's probably no other place you'd rather be than than a Bathurst. And getting a race there more than once in, in a year is never a, a bad thing. It's been quite a strong run of form for you the past few weeks. You're the biggest mover during the whole Sydney Motorsport Park weekends, you moved up a whopping 39 uh-huh. positions, 39 positions in 10 races. Talk us through <laughs> what that has been like for you. Uh, it's good fun when you're passing cars. It's nice to um, yeah, nice to be going forward rather than backwards, that's for sure. I think, you know, we, we probably made less places in the last few events than the first, and that was just a result of our qualifying improving. So that's, um, you know, qualifying is always the easiest place to pass cars, and we certainly started to qualify better, and that makes your races a lot easier. But it's always cool to be able to move forward. And Unfortunately, we didn't get a trophy. I mean, towards the end of the, uh, probably the second weekend there, uh, we knew we'd made some progress, and by third, we were really trying to, yeah, we thought we were in for a shot of a podium before the four weeks would be out. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. We came close. Uh, but yeah, just, mate, I was so proud of everyone. We started that four four events there, the, the um, quadruple header, pretty rough. We didn't have the quickest of packages. And um, yeah, credit to the crew. They gave me a car at the end that had us battling at the front every race. Yeah, no, it was fantastic stuff. And we mentioned now yeah, it was a very long extended mid-season break because of all the stuff happening with covid what did you do, get yeah. up to? What did you get up to during that time off? Yeah, we were uh, locked down here in Melbourne, so there wasn't a great deal we could be doing. Um, I've, I've got a media business outside of motorsport called One Eye Media, and that kept me pretty busy. So um, I was able to, you know, focus on that and look at what we're going to be doing in the next twelve months and create, uh, I guess, you know, focus on my business plan there. And um, and my employees were really busy, which was good. So you know, I guess not being able to drive was was challenging but I was able to keep myself pretty occupied and, and as well focus on what I'm doing into the future as well with that business and then also just make sure that I was fit and ready to go when when our season did start whenever that would be making sure that when I got that call I was ready to roll mate. That's very good well you mentioned qualifying there you've had I think 10 top 10 qualifying runs this year 
2020, it was a very similar issue as well. Uh, moving your way up yeah. through the field after starting a little bit further back in qualifying. Yeah, what do you think the difference is between the setup of the car in qualifying versus the race setup? I mean, it, they obviously definitely correlate because, you know, in the races, I feel like we've got a strong package that um, there's not really many cars we can't seem to overtake. Um, obviously, when you start getting up to the top five, it becomes a lot more difficult to make those last few places. But certainly up to there, it's been relatively straightforward for us, which means that our one-lap speed um, just, just isn't quite there. But our, our race pace means we've got a car that looks after its tyres and when others... You know, even at the start of the race, I feel like they gap me a little bit. They're probably a bit more competitive than I am. But by five, five or six laps into a race, that the table starts to turn and our car comes into its own. So you can certainly see, you know, where our weakness is. Trying to correct it without losing the race car is always the challenge. So we're focused on qualifying, trying to improve that. But at the same time, we have to be very careful that we, we understand what's making our race car work. And when we have the quality car, we can put that race car straight back in that setup and, and still still execute. Uh, in the races so I mean it's it's always difficult I'm sure it's not one thing that we're missing in qualifying it'll be a, a bunch of one percenters um, but we're certainly closer than we we have been recently you know I think making the shootout in the last last Sydney round in the dry was good uh, we'll probably struggle a little bit more in the wet but for sure I think if it was dry we were we were a top 10 car um, you know every uh, every session um, in the dry. The tyres have once again been the issue in the championship, the hotly debated one about the tyre strategy. It worked your favour on the Saturday night, you know, like you started off on the super soft tyres, moved your way up into the top two. Awesome, awesome start. And you managed to consolidate that after the, the switch over to the hard tyres. Yeah, what's it been like yeah. having to navigate these tyre strategies each each weekend? It's a huge challenge and, and you know, trying to, you tend not to try and guess. I mean, what others are going to do, you just use the information you've got to make a calculated decision on what tyre we start on. But obviously, it still comes down to what others do. So even though we can't predict that, we make the best call we can. Um, but, you know, for us to start on the soft tyre was a, a risky move, especially because the safety car was a penalty for us. It meant that we didn't get to use the soft tyre at the start and get a gap on the field, which we were hoping. Um, I think if we had had a green race, then we were in a very good position because once we jumped onto the hard tyre, we were uh, very fast. I mean, on that safety car restart with Jamie, we, we obviously gapped the field at that point. Um, and if it wasn't for that safety car, I think we would have already had a substantial gap on the field on the soft tyre. And then we put the hard on, I think we would have been in a very good spot. So disappointing. It didn't quite go our way, but uh, that's still way the cookie crumbles, I guess. And, you know, we, we still came away with a great result. To get six was, was, was pretty solid. Just, you know, you end up, a little disappointed. You run P2 for most of the race and then obviously just it didn't quite go our way. But nonetheless, mate, I mean, to be battling at the front after the way it started in Sydney, um, yeah, I was, I was really happy with that. I definitely walked away with a smile after that, that race. Yeah, well, the Sunday, that's when the rain came down, obviously. What did you make of the decision to call the race on the Sunday? Well, I mean, it's a it's a difficult one. There's never one, one um, thing that uh, decides whether or not we race. And... Um, yeah, I think we have to think about our people as well and the mechanics. I mean, we've been on the road for four weeks and also last year being on the road for four months. Um, you know, we're, we're facing obviously some, some pretty high-risk situations with tearing cars up. Uh, we were already already under our back of spares, which obviously where, you know, you're in a bit of trouble there because you're, you're already using door panels and things that we would have otherwise had to back us, but because we're on the road, uh, we couldn't get those repaired. So there's a lot of things like that where, you know, 
you might end up with cars not on the grid at the 1000. And I understand there's still people at the Sydney race as well. Um, but it's, it's a challenge that, you know, four weeks on the road just, just offers those unique situations where it probably is a little bit more difficult. And then also with border restrictions, the Queensland teams, if, you know, if they got damaged cars, they can't actually get back to Queensland to repair them. So I think there was a lot of factors that went into it. Um, visibility as well was one thing. Like I was P15 and uh, under safety car when they increased it to 140. It was like everyone turned their tail lights off. I couldn't see a thing. The spray was so bad. And I think, you know, we've seen in the past, I mean, floods don't happen just because of heavy rain. It can also happen because of um, consistent rain. And that's what we had. I mean, from 9 p.m. the night before, it never stopped. So um, it was light rain, which was the surprising thing. But it's because it was so consistent, the track was flooded. Um, the rivers across the track were quite bad. And I think it's um situation. I mean, the category probably made the call too that, even if we went green, it might have been a lap. Then we probably were going to do four or five on the safety car, maybe one more green lap, then crashes. I think it ends up looking like a bit of a shambles anyway. So it's disappointing, mate. We, I wanted to race. Um, I don't think the conditions were right, and I think the call to call it off was the right one to make. Uh, but there's obviously plenty of opinions on it, and uh, some people are more vocal than others. I think the important thing for us drivers and, and uh, sponsors or partners involved in the sport is to be constructive about it, work with the people who make the decisions and try and try and give them advice from, you know, whether it's inside the car or even post the event on what could be done better maybe to to deal with those types of situations in the future rather than, rather than um, you know, bringing the sport into disrepute by bagging it in the public and also on the, you know, on our social platforms, I think is, is a negative. You know, I don't think damaging the sport does any good. I'd rather, you know, we help calculate the decisions better in the future. Exactly that. I think you summed up the, Situation perfectly there. Uh, one of the other categories that was competing over the weekend was the S5000s. We saw Nick Perkat manage to get behind the wheel of the car earlier on in the weekend. You, of course, have got you know a rich history in open wheelers. You've won a British Formula Ford Championship in 2010. Tell me, is it something that has crossed your mind, doing a, an entry in the S5000s one day? Uh, I've been asked a, a few times, but, I mean, for me, I... I love I love racing the supercar and uh, yeah I mean I definitely do a practice session or something at some point I don't think um, I'll do a racing anytime soon but um, mate they're just such cool cars and and I think once the field is a little bit bigger if we can get that then I think we're in a um, yeah then then it's, it's going to be a great show I think um, you know the, the racing we saw on the weekend was really cool as well I used to race Roberto Mary actually in Formula Three I've raced him in Spa and. You know, seeing him there as well, having some fun, I definitely had a little bit of envy. Um, it looked like a good good thing to be doing. But, yeah, I think at the moment I've got my hands pretty full with the supercar. Of course, of course. Well, you know, you've been overseas and, and, and raced overseas. Scott McLaughlin this year has gone over overseas, over to America with Penske. What have you made of, of his performances this year in IndyCar? And it's been, I've followed it quite closely, actually. I think it's been, uh, he's done a great job. I mean, Scotty is obviously a, a um, fantastic driver. So, you know, I've just been interested to watch watch the racing. I, I think, to be honest, IndyCar is one of the most exciting categories in the world to watch. Um, I'm a huge Formula One fan and have been since I was a young kid, but um, I do enjoy IndyCar. And I think the racing that they, they have is, is pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, mate, he's doing a, a fantastic job and uh, what an opportunity to, to drive the IndyCar or, or race the IndyCar is, and especially for Penske too. It's not like, you know, he's in the best best team in pit lane and um, we're one of the top teams. So, yeah, he's got 
great opportunity ahead of him and um, made it looks like looks like a hell of a good time. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, at the mountain, of course, just after the mountain, it was announced that Roger Penske would be leaving the Supercars Championship. Of course, you drove for Roger Penske there when he was with uh, Dick Johnson Racing. Uh, they had a slow start to the year, DJR. However, at Sydney Motorsport Park, they were on fire, especially Anton Di Pasquale. Half a second up on the rest of the field, which is kind of unheard of in this day and age in the Supercars Championship. Why do you think Anton's had such an advantage over the competition in recent weeks? I mean, Ludo is obviously uh, doing a really good job on that car. And we saw with Scotty last year how much of that is Ludo. Um, he's obviously starting to look pretty evident at the moment. I think that car is obviously very strong. And um, for whatever reason, there's usually only the one, one DJR car that is that strong. Um, and it's the same one, the same engineer. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's difficult to know, but I'm sure, um, yeah, there's, there's a real common denominator there. But, um, mate, I think it's, it's a challenge at Sydney because some cars rolled out of the truck really strong when they suited their cars. For us, that wasn't the case. Um, we had to work really hard to turn around our package and be as competitive as we were by the end of the four weeks. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's a odd one. I mean, it, we'll see how people go when we go to different circuits. I mean, if we did four weeks in Darwin, we'd probably be feeling like, we'd be feeling like, uh, like Anton and Ludo leaving Sydney Motorsport Park. You know, we, we have a very strong car there. Um, but yeah, doing four events at the same circuit, it's, uh, yeah, if you have a strong car, you can have four good weeks. Um, you know, and that's why I think for us, it was something to be so proud of is how we turned that around, went to a place which probably hasn't been the strongest circuit for us in the past. And by the end of the race, end of the four weeks there, we were, we were, you know, right at the pointy end. So um, if you roll out the strong car, we saw it with Erebus as well. But, I mean, they, they couldn't really put a foot wrong. And once everyone else started to get on top of their cars, then obviously the order started to resume to some sort of normality a little bit towards the end of the four weeks. I have to ask you, doing so many weeks at Sydney Motorsport Park, what was it like for you guys? Do you prefer that because it gave you a chance to kind of test out the car and see what works and what doesn't? Or what was it like for you going back to back to back to back rounds at, at Sydney Motorsport Park? Uh, it's, it, I mean, I was really impressed with the racing, actually, and, and even the, the show that we were able to put on being at the same place. I think the, the events were still really exciting. I've, you know, spoken to friends and, and that, that watched the race. And I think even seeing, seeing Will Brown get the win, um, you know, even my mum, can imagine how biased she is watching, but even she was was um, a fan of the racing. She really enjoyed that, you know, seeing a young guy get up. And, um, yeah, she just, I mean, it's, it's funny to hear, you know, just how much she enjoyed the event. And to have four back-to-back, um, you know, it would be not unreasonable to assume that people might get bored of that. But it sounds like, you know, the, the show was great. I think um, full credit the category. It's been a real challenging year and to get us back on track and um, be able to put on such a good show that it sounds like everyone was able to enjoy. Um, I think they did a fantastic job. From the driver's perspective, uh, we're, we're racing cars. I'd, I'd race anywhere if I could race every weekend. If that was the same place, then we'll keep doing it. Yeah, most definitely. Well, it's been, yeah, away from the track, a lot of action with the Supercars Championship, new ownership, uh, the announcement that Gen 3 will be now implemented at the start of 2023. You've been showing off some of the uh, visuals as to what the Camaro was going to look like in the DeWalt colours. Yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts about yeah. the new car coming into the championship? I think it's exciting. I think it's going to be a real breath of fresh air. And um, I think the cars look really cool, which is nice. It's, um, it's obviously difficult to be market relevant at the moment with the, um, you know, the Australian manufacturing the way it is. But 
to have cars that look as tough and as cool as that, I think, is great. And also the fact that we're bringing back the aero a little bit, so we should be able to have closer racing, um, if it can be any closer. But, um, yeah, I think the racing will be exciting. Driver changes will be interesting. It's funny, the roof's 100 mil lower. And uh, driver changes at Bathurst are always a challenge. So that's going to be difficult having a smaller space to try and squeeze into. Uh, but, mate, I, I really am looking forward to the new cars. I think the racing will be good. And, yeah, like I said, a breath of fresh air for the category. I think they're doing a, they've done an amazing job this last couple of years to be able to adapt through COVID. And, you know, obviously it's, it's been delayed, which is a shame, but um, it is what it is and, and it's on the horizon now. So I just, I'm really looking forward to it. And, of course, on the weekend we saw Shane Van Gisbergen get the championship win, a guy that you've been very close with is Shane Van Gisbergen, and he's had an awesome season. He almost missed a round of the championship due to something that happened away from the supercars track. What do you make of Shane Van Gisbergen's run this season? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been mates with Shane, like really close through friends in New Zealand since um, 2009. He's one of, my, one of my good mates and, um, you know, away from the track, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's obviously had a really good year and, to you know, break his collarbone in the way that he did, and be able to come back at Sandown only shortly after and get the win was, um, yeah, I mean, good on him. Congratulations! It was a huge, huge effort. So it was a, yeah, I mean, a deserving championship. He's obviously been fast all year, dominated. Um, I think it was a shame that it kind of ended the way it did. It was a little bit anticlimactic uh, at the circuit. I know that, you know, I'd already left um, the circuit, and a bunch of like we'd all kind of the, the event was over. Um, and then re- I realised on the way home, like, oh yeah, the championship was decided today. So it's kind of, you know, a little bit anticlimactic, but nonetheless, mate, I mean, he's two-time champ. So, um, yeah, happy for him. Obviously, I'm a competitor in the championship, so I'm not I'm not over the moon for other people's success. <laughs> I want to win the championship. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, you can't debate, you can't, can't deny the fact that he's been dominant this year. So the championship was, was his really all year. Well, yeah, well, at the moment, you're on the fringe of that top 10 going into the final race of the championship season. 11th, it's very close between all you guys there. I'm sure that, you know, you want to finish up at the mountain in that top 10, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I agreed with the decision to call the race off in Sydney. I don't think it was, was um, well, I don't think racing was possible. I think you would have just seen a bit of a procession of cars going around slowly trying to survive and um, so I did agree with that, but at the same time, I needed that race to the points. I need as many races as possible to try and get myself back into the top 10 of the championship. And I think we were on for a good race there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be tough, mate, going into Bathurst. The points are still close, though. I think a great result there. Um, you know, if we can get on the podium there, then we can hope, we can expect, I'd, I'd say, to be in the top 10 of the championship, which is, you know, a good recovery. We've had a lot of a lot of issues this year with things that were out of our control, um, like myself and my team, just with mechanical failures that aren't ours. Um, at at uh, times it cost us a lot of points so to recover and be in the top 10 would be would be great yeah well you talk about rivalries between the teams and drivers your partner of course works for one of the teams that had a very strong run at Sydney Motorsport Park talk about yeah what were the emotions like for her with Will Brown getting the win there for the team um well, I mean we're, we're obviously competitors on weekends and uh to be honest we we tend not to talk too much about about all the racing stuff so um it's funny yeah she comes home and says how's your day at work just good yeah got a win nice cool i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> it's uh <laughs> as far as it kind of goes so and also I'm, like i said about shane you know, i'm a competitor in the championship so um yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna be high five and her when they get the win but i am you know i'm happy for it because 
Like, I know how hard everyone works in pit lane, no matter what team you're in. So to get a win, it's, it's bloody tough. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of, you know, the work she puts in, um, same as everyone else in pit lane. Everyone deserves the results, you know. And um, unfortunately, I couldn't get it. But, uh, yeah, good on her, mate. It's, uh, it's good for her. She had a reason to smile, which was nice to see. But, um I, I want to be the one coming home with the trophy, though, not her. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic stuff. Well, there's still one more weekend of motorsport action to go for the Supercars Championship. you got a new uh, teammate for the Bathurst Enduro. you got James Golding to drive the car with. Yep. Uh, what's James been like in the test sessions, and what are you guys expecting come uh, Bathurst 1000 time? Well, I mean, Jimmy was one of the fastest co-drivers last year. It was a standout, I thought, and... Um I think, uh, you know, so to get him in my car this year has been a, a huge, um, huge coup. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to going there with him and, um, I think we'll have a good showing, a good showing. So I think the co-driver sessions, he's been really competitive, the one in Sydney and through testing is, he's been great. And it's the second year with the team as well. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we've got a good opportunity, mate. As long as we can stay out of trouble, I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be there, thereabouts at the end of the day. And, uh, Hopefully then I can, you know, drop the hammer and try and get us a trophy. But, yeah, Jimmy's a, a great guy, hard worker, and, um, you know, he's not long out of the main game either. He's still racing regularly. So that's that's exactly what you want when you're sharing a car with someone. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Scott Pye, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podium once again. All the very best for the season, the season-ending round of the championship at the Mountain, and hopefully we get to see you on the podium to close out the season. Cheers, mate. I hope so. Thanks very much.